0: Welcome to another episode of No Butts About It. If you're new to the show, I am your host, Josh Butts. We have Stan the Jet fan in Steubenville, Ohio, and Chuss in his basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, We've got a pretty pretty good show today, I think. Um, We've got a lot of surprises that happened this weekend. Josh Dobbs, we're gonna talk about him. We've got some injury updates for the Vikings. C.J. Stroud had a phenomenal game. The Bengals, despite what Chuss says, are the best team in the National Football League. And, of course, we've got a lot of news coming out of New York with Monday Night Football tonight. And Stan will help us kind of navigate that. But uh, first off, if you're new to the show, make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any updates. And uh, let's just talk about Josh Dobbs real quick. So, did you guys watch the uh, Vikings-Atlanta Falcons game by chance?
1: Um, I caught parts of it. Um, I know about the the situations that were going down. Um, Their backup quarterback uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, who I don't know the name of, actually, at this very moment in time because he got hurt so quickly that I didn't have have even a chance to even really um, get to do too much research on him. So, sorry, Vikings fans, and sorry to that quarterback. What was his name, Joshua?
0: So, Jaron Hall, he is – Yes. a rookie out of BYU. He actually used to back up Zach Wilson when they were at BYU together. Oh, that's a fun um, He's a fifth, fifth round pick. He did have an injury history, though, with concussions. So I mentioned in my video about him that I put out, hey, this guy might get injured. And like a quarter, less than a quarter into the game, he got injured. Josh Dobbs, who was just traded for, gets brought in. Josh Dobbs didn't even know the players' names, who he was playing with. They didn't know his cadence. They went over cadence on the sideline. Um, They didn't know the plays. Kevin O'Connell was telling him what the plays were going to be in his headset. This is just a phenomenal thing for a quarterback to do. I don't think people realize
1: how insane this is. Uh, He's a smart guy, though. I mean, Josh Dobbs, they, they said it when he was in Pittsburgh when they drafted him. He's a very intelligent man. Like He is able to pick things up very quickly. And that's why I just never really understood why. I I mean, obviously, the reason the Steelers didn't really give him a chance was because Ben was starting and Dobbs was the backup. But, like, I really kind of wanted him to at least get some sort of shot at starting because he's very smart and, like, he knows how to, you know, calculate plays. So, I mean, like, he's, you know, and and that just goes beyond, like, football smarts like he's just a very intelligent man to be able to memorize all this stuff and like they knew that way back when i remember them talking about it so i'm not it doesn't surprise me at all
0: he's he's a very he's an actual, actual rocket scientist he has an astrophysics degree and he's a yeah.
1: Li- he's, inte- he's crazy intelligent
0: yeah uh stan didn't you used to play on the line in high school a little bit did you do that or am i making that up in my head
2: uh i never played high school no
0: oh i thought you played I had you as an offensive lineman in my head, man. I was like, Stan, Stan the Jet fan, the big uh, big wit, wannabe. But, um, nope. Anyway, I just – I was going to have you say – that seems like it would be so difficult for the offensive line to get those cadences right, to understand what's going on. Um, because, I mean, a lot of that is timing. And to just have a new quarterback who you've never met before, don't even really know anything about, come in and play the game, and then win, that that's insane. So props to Josh
2: Dobbs for that. No, I yeah, mean,
1: no, I, I, I agree. <laughs> no, Go ahead, Stan. Buddy. I felt
2: kind of betrayed by you, Josh. My, myself, I was with, I was with Dom, uh, another guy you know, and a few other friends. And we watched the video you sent us with Jaron Hall's info and all those other guys right before the game. And I was like, I, I'm going to be able to recognize this guy. I'm going to know what's going on in the field. And then all of a sudden he goes out. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Joshua Dobbs comes in. I mean, Dobbs did a fantastic job. I, I only saw uh, parts of that game, as I think both of you did as well. Um, but he did an awesome job. Um, I, I wish I wish you talked more about him a little bit, and maybe that video got a little more info on him. But, uh, you know, I, I knew he was with the Arizona. I, I've seen some of his plays. I had a good idea of who he was. But the way he presented himself to the Minnesota fandom is probably one of the craziest stories we're going to see this year from from a quarterback, from a young guy like him. I mean, I, I'm going to remember uh, the plays I saw from him. I'm going to remember the video he shot after the game, you know, uh, presenting himself to the fans for the first time. So great, great game, great story. Really loved yeah. it.
0: And he did it without Justin Jefferson. K.J. Osborne got hurt. Uh, Cam Akers tore his ACL during the game, and he's out for the rest of the season. So it wasn't even like – We just plugged a guy in, and we had a great offense around him. No, he was playing with some backups, too. It was just a phenomenal display by Josh Dobbs. He had a rushing touchdown, a few really big rushes in key moments. Um, He had to make a comeback win as well. I just was amazed by the performance he put on. I I don't know what Minnesota's going to do at the quarterback position, though, now, because Kirk Cousins is out for the season. Jaron Hall is probably out for a little bit. Cam Akers was their emergency quarterback. So he's out for the season
1: now. I mean, what did you do? Does Carson Wentz finally get a starting spot? I mean, I don't think it'll be a starting. Like, he, he'll probably get a certified backup position. But I don't, I don't know if it would necessarily be ever anywhere close to starting. Like, after that, after what Joshua Dobbs showed us this weekend – there's no way that Carson Wentz is going to get signed and he's going to start over Dobbs. Like, he might at some point if Dobbs starts folding or something like that. But, I mean, for now, like, when it comes to the quarterback situation, I think what the Vikings are going to end up doing is, obviously, you know, with Hall being hurt, they're going to have to start Joshua Dobbs going into their next game. And then after that, if they win again, then regardless of if Hall comes back or not, they're probably just going to keep running with Dobbs for the most of the season if not the rest of the season unless Dobbs hopefully he doesn't but unless he gets hurt or something then maybe they'll throw in Jaron Hall but if Jaron Hall is out for a little bit of time then you're probably gonna have to either elevate somebody from the practice squad which I don't know much about the Vikings practice squads or if they have any quarterbacks in their practice squad repertoire but nonetheless they're gonna have to get a backup quarterback for at least one week two weeks or however long Hall's out for but I I don't I don't. I don't think it's a very big situation here, uh, when it comes to the quarterback room. Like, yeah, I, I really don't.
2: You think, think here's the best.
1: Sorry. No, Stan, here you
2: go. I was gonna say. I think the best thing about Dobbs is it, because he's so young, he's not coming to your team with all these bad habits he picked up in the past. You can mold him. You could turn him into the ideal Vikings quarterback so I think I think they should stick to Dobbs because he's so young because he has so much potential in his in in the horizon and he he showed that with no with barely any practice with barely any preparation that he was able to win a game for the Vikings and it was a beautiful game so when you have a guy performing like that who is as young uh, as Dobbs is I think you have to stick with him
0: yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And I think Josh Dobbs wants to stick around for a little bit to get to know people's names because he's been on three teams in this calendar year. He was with the Titans, the Cardinals, and now he's with the Vikings. And so I think he's probably tired of moving. He's probably tired of the U-Haul rentals. He just wants to hang out where he's at, um, get some wins. And honestly, with Justin Jefferson, uh, I believe now eligible to come off IR, it sounds like we're still going to be waiting a little bit longer for that. But To have him kind of making his way back. This could be an exciting uh, little game that we could get. We could probably see more Ty Chandler action. Got to plug him whenever we're talking about the Vikings. Now that Cam Akers is out, um, they were using him a little bit in the receiving game, but I I still think Ty Chandler's got that potential, and he's not getting hyped up as much as he should be.
1: And then Alexander Madison's over here being inconsistent, and we need consistency for the Vikings running backs after Dalvin Cook has departed and joined the Jets and has yet to do really anything for the Jets either. So I Uh, really didn't.
0: You weren't, you weren't impressed by Dalvin Cook's performance?
1: Not for the Jets. No. (laughs) I mean, I've been impressed with uh, his performances in Minnesota, but you know, I just, and then I really thought Alexander Madison was going to be like, he was going to be that guy. Because, you know, you think about it, like, every time that Dalvin Cook would go down, because Dalvin Cook would have, like, 18 projected fantasy points every week. And he would always do, like, 150 rushing yards, you know, touchdown maybe, whatever. And then every time Dalvin Cook would go down, Alexander Madison would just be there in the waiver wire, projected the same amount of points. Everybody would scramble to go get him. And then, next thing you know, this dude would have the same amount of points that Dalvin Cook did. And now you would think that he would go into that role – like as for Dalvin cook and be like cooking but instead he's not cooking up anything it's like <laughs> it's like very inconsistent and i it's like all right well one day it's like a five course meal and he gets you you know a bunch of yards receiving or he's doing well and then the other days he's making you freaking burnt steak like I, I don't really understand what's happening but that's why i, I mean with, when it comes to ty chandler though i mean i really we love ty chandler. We, uh, we, we really you know i The inconsistency bothers me there when it comes to that position. But I really – I think maybe Ty Chandler should be elevated a little bit more with the Cam Akers injury. But I'm not a Vikings coach. I'm not a Vikings rep. So I have no idea what they're going to do. But we'll see. All I know is that Dobbs, he's that guy right now.
0: Well, I'll tell you who else is that guy. Moving on, if you guys did not watch the Houston Texans game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past Sunday – you need to go watch the highlights. CJ Stroud was electric. CJ Stroud is not someone we have talked about on the show, like, at all. We've got our little audience tier chart here, and the Texans are all the way down here. We, we talk about who – this is not a team ranking. This is just where our fans are, where the people who listen to the show are. And the Texans – Fans have not necessarily been there, but C.J. Stroud, he, he became must-talk-about football yesterday. He had 470 yards, five touchdowns, and zero interceptions. That is the most amount of yards ever thrown by a rookie quarterback. And he had a phenomenal 46-second drill. He He drove all the way down the field to get the game-winning touchdown against the Buccaneers' defense.
1: I was like, dude, where have you been? He showed up. I mean, it's not like he hasn't been around. It's just nothing like as crazy as that. I Because, mean, I mean, he has been winning games. I mean, their are teams four and four. So it's not like he hasn't been doing nothing. I mean, he has been doing some stuff. It's just not been like. I guess, more or less newsworthy. Like, this is the first time it's been, like, super newsworthy. But I think I'm most impressed with the fact that he's an Ohio State quarterback that's actually doing <laughs> this well because these Ohio State quarterbacks can't win for crap. But, you know, that's not actually in college. They can do great in college. But for some reason, when they come to the NFL, it's just statistically shown that they do not succeed well. So maybe Stroud will break that curse. I mean, you know, you hope, you hope for him because he looks very, very promising, especially with the fact that the Texans – don't really have like a stud wide receiver i mean you know nico collins is okay you know he's good um and you have like tank dell who's like still pretty decent like he's all right but like i mean it's not like their team is some like you know you don't have like a justin jefferson on your team you know that's like oh well stroud's just good because he has justin jefferson or tyree kill or something like that no i mean this this guy is like working with what he's got and he's making them look good i mean you know he, he's beaten teams that like really like either like I know Tampa Bay doesn't have that good of a record but I mean he's beaten like you know he they shut down the Steelers I mean I'm not saying the Steelers are like the best team ever but you put up 30 points and allow and a lot of Steelers to only put up six like that's pretty impressive that was only like week three or four you know so and that's like I, I don't know I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with Houston this year and I wouldn't sleep on them in the AFC either because they could easily sneak into that spot if some losses happen so
0: I I I don't know if I just haven't been watching the right media. I've seen people be like, well, CJ Stroud's going to win rookie of the year because he's a quarterback, but I haven't seen anyone really point out how good CJ Stroud has been doing. I know we haven't, and maybe I just have been an idiot. That's entirely possible, but I don't want to do this. I don't hate doing this to you, but I want to preface just, I'm not only doing this because it is Kenny Pickett.
1: CJ I oh I, I, I know I know what this stat is, yeah. CJ
0: Stroud already has more career touchdowns than Kenny Pickett does.
1: That is yeah, and, wild. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a like a Kenny Pickett problem or if that's a offense problem, but I mean that's that that's just very Can- insane. Because I mean he's dude dudes already got freaking um you know, yeah, he is insane. I don't even. It doesn't say how many touchdowns he has. I mean, he has what yeah. two, four, six, seven, eight, nine. So he has like fourteen touchdowns. Can he, so so, CJ, Kenny.
0: So cj Stroud has fourteen touchdowns in one interception.
1: But Can... but like go but look at look at Stroud's numbers though. Like look at this guy's numbers, and this isn't has anything to do with like Kenny Pickett. I just wanted to talk about like how good like Stroud has been doing like this season. So, first game against Baltimore, he had 242 yards passing, one fumble, okay? No, no touchdowns, nothing like that. Um, then in the second game against Indianapolis, he had 384 passing yards and two touchdowns and one fumble. And then 280 yards against Jacksonville, two touchdowns. Against Pittsburgh, 306 yards and two touchdowns. Against Atlanta, 249 yards and a touchdown. New Orleans... 199 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. The bye week, Carolina 140 yards. Just that was just a weird game. And then he blows up 470 yards, five touchdowns. So it's not like this guy hasn't been doing like he just like came out of thin air and he just started doing stuff. Like I just don't think media is talking about him. I think this is the only way that he got to that platform because he's consistently been getting over 200 yards passing. And I, I don't really know what Bryce Young's been doing, but like I don't I don't know if he's even. Close to the numbers that Stroud's had.
0: No, I saw Bryce Young. I saw a stat, and it was like people who have caught touchdowns by Bryce Young. Two of them were pick sixes by Kenny Moore yesterday against the Colts. He was in second. The only person ahead of him was Adam Thielen, who is on the Panthers, and he had three. So that's how Bryce Young is doing. <laughs>
1: Carolina is a mess. I don't really know what's going on there,
0: <laughs> but yeah, C.J. Stroud, man, he he might be challenging that Ohio State uh, stereotype that you brought up before. He,
1: yeah, and I hope he does because it's it's kind of sad to see like, you know, these Ohio State quarterbacks do so well in college and then every single time they get drafted like first, second, third round, even they just don't do anything. So I hope he does break that stereotype because it would be really nice to see some of these Ohio State quarterbacks actually do well, or at least at least one of them, I guess. at least Take one of them, I guess. So.
0: There was also a rumor back during the draft that, like, everyone except for the owner or something in Carolina wanted C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. But because the owner wanted Bryce Young, they went with Bryce Young.
1: They should have went with Stroud because Stroud probably would have made that team look good cj Stroud. but you put you put some like decent wide receivers out there too you 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 build up that team with stroud you build it around stroud that houston team could be really really scary in the next couple of years you could and i mean this might be far-fetched but you could be like you could be building a dynasty very soon in houston you could be because like this is exactly how they did it with kansas city i mean like they they had the team they were starting to build it up and then when you put Patrick Mahomes in there, they just like worked every player around Patrick Mahomes. And now dude's a superstar. Now Grant, I don't know if Stroud will ever reach that Heights with like Patrick Mahomes, but it's still very interesting to see that like, you know, Stroud's already showing like really, really, really good numbers with what he has. And I mean, Patrick Mahomes had very talented guys when he first played, but I don't know. There's, there's a lot with it because if he's doing well with decent guys, imagine what he would do with amazing guys. Like you get those first round wide receivers You know, once you build up your defense or your offensive line, you know, just get some draft picks or sign some people. This team might be crazy.
2: And Houston, as, a, as an organization, they've shown in the last few years that they're pretty good at developing quarterbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. Davis Mills, who really wasn't a big prospect, he performed very well for them. And uh, before him, Deshaun Watson, you know, he's not really doing too hot with the Browns right now, but with, with that organization, he was doing very well. So CJ Stroud might also be in one of the best locations for him to be. You know, as a Jets fan, I look at us, and we don't really have the best track record with developing <laughs> quarterbacks. So I think for Stroud, you know, good for him. He's on the right team. He's in the right system. Uh, I really hope he could pull it all together. Yeah, he – he. I,
0: I don't even know. D'Amico Ryans is a defensive mind. So that's why I'm kind of surprised how well Stroud has already come out with D'Amico Ryans in his first year as a head coach, and he's a defensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, CJ Stroud is going to be a guy, and the AFC South had better watch out. I was trying to see mm-hmm. here what pick. Okay, <clears throat> so the only round one pick that the Texans have right now is from Cleveland, it appears. So, mm. so it um, depends on
1: where Cleveland lands. I was
0: seeing if they could maybe get Marvin Harrison Jr. I didn't know how those things. I don't think
1: Cleveland's going to be that bad, though. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, but, I mean, still you're going to get, like, a mid-late second or first-round like, you know, in the 20s, maybe. Because right. uh, I'm not a – it's weird because Cleveland's schedule, like, their team is very good defensively. So, and if they win games defensively, like the Steelers are doing and stuff, they could easily get that, like, 22nd, 21st, 23rd spot or whatever for the Houston Texans. Or or maybe they'll plummet. I mean, Cleveland <laughs> does have an easy easier schedule than, like – the Bengals do, for example, or even the Ravens going forward, but like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Cleveland will like crop themselves or something. I mean, I, I, I guess only an AFC North fan can hope. A Steelers he's, fan, Bengals fan, just
0: trust has been—he's just given those jabs about the Bengals the entire. And so I, we did have one thing, and it's not a huge thing. I just wanted to mention it. Kyler Murray is possibly going to start this week according to hedge coach Jonathan Gannon. um, If you watched the Arizona game, you're probably so thankful for that because Clayton Toon played horrible, the rookie. Uh, Joe Camo of the Cardinal Rule, he tweeted, he had a 28.8 PFF grade, and that seems generous. So, uh, (laughs) granted, it was against Cleveland's defense that just absolutely battered him and did whatever they wanted.
1: But... (laughs) yeah, it was bad. Oh my goodness. yeah, that game was not good. I really thought the Cardinals could win, but I was very <laughs> wrong on that. and on that I
0: call. was when I was researching for Clayton Toon, I was like, okay, there's gotta be something uh good about him, right? Now, there he's only became the starter because their start University of Houston's starting quarterback decided to sit sit out. and then he went in 2020 he had fifteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. His final season, he did 30 touchdowns for 10 interceptions. But even that, I was like,
1: that's a lot of turnovers in college, and the NFL is going to be way worse. But, um, yeah, we're gonna he's gonna be throwing like a, what like Jameis Winston out there, so you know, 30 for 30.
0: I'm sure Cardinals fans will be very happy to uh, have Mr. Kyler Murray back. Now, here is what Chuss has been kind of jabbing the entire show about. The Bengals won last night. They won very well last night against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football.
1: It was 24-18, yes.
0: But, okay, that that won. It was a good win. It was a good win. I even have your text receipt here where you say, Bengals pick up a big win against the Bills.
1: They do. Yes. And, and I do and I do agree with that. But the quote that I had to edit out before <laughs> in the chat was, and I quote, the Bengals are the greatest football team to ever exist, Sunday Night Football Recap.
0: Yes. Because and I a
1: hundred percent disagree because they are five and three for one. And number two, there are a lot of better football teams out there of all time than the Bengals. You are so. stuck
0: in the past. I'm living in the present. The sense Cincinnati... But you said of all
1: time. Yeah. That's yeah but it. of all time. That means we got to look back at like <laughs> the 70s Dallas Cowboys, Steelers, you know, uh, going we got, far back. We got more you know, swagger. You know,
0: Bengals got more swagger than those guys.
1: Hey man, they they still
0: got more uh, soup bowls than you. L- so Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson is a linebacker and he is tied for Second or third, I think, for most interceptions in the NFL. Trey Hendrickson is up, up there. He might be top five now. I don't, I don't remember for most sacks in the NFL. We got uh, Dax Hill and CTB have two interceptions each, so they're going to be right up there for second in interceptions pretty soon. Mm-hmm. We have the best turnover differential in the NFL, plus nine, by the way. We have created nine more turnovers than what we have given. And Joe Burrow's back. That That's that's all you need to know. Joe Burrow's back. And he was throwing left and right. T. Higgins had a great game. Our tight ends had a great game. I, I want to apologize, actually. I am going to apologize to Nick Scott. If there is a person who I have hated on more on this show than anyone else – it is our safety, Nick Scott. You know what, buddy? You you forced a fumble last night, so you've, you've moved up a tier in my heart. Another guy, Irv Smith Jr., the starting tight end, you got a touchdown last night. You came out, and you proved that we didn't need to trade you. Tanner Hudson came right off the practice squad, had a few big catches. Even Drew Sample, he was one of the fastest people on the field last night. Our tight end. We're going to be fine. We're doing great. I love this no, team.
1: this is this is the point in the season where Josh realizes that his team is just so unbeatable, but somehow they'll still lose in the playoffs.
0: No, we're we're going. Just, le- just
1: let him. Everybody at home, just let him enjoy his fun because this happens every year. It happened. Okay. Okay. Last year we, we did we did we did this last year too. Last you year, were like the Bengals <laughs> are going to the Super Bowl. They are the greatest team. I've never seen a better Bengals team ever. You thought last year was good. Just wait until this year. So in, uh, we've seen this before. Josh.
0: In, in this podcast existence, I have been right 50% of the time. I was <laughs> right the first year, the- year. And we <laughs> lost because right of a BS percent. holding call against Logan Wilson. Last year, we only lost the AFC championship game because of a BS, like late hit on Patrick Mahomes against Joseph Asai, which the same exact hit happened in the, the Dolphins-Chiefs game with Van Ginkle, and they were like, oh, no, that would never be called a late hit, ever. Why would that ever be called a late hit? And
1: Bengals' Twitter erupted. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what, what happens, though. What did you see last night that you're like, "There's there are holes with the Bengals? What are the problems? I didn't say necessarily that it's like, the holes or anything i mean i feel like there's definitely some things that you could work on i mean first of all yes i think that your secondary is good but i don't think it's like great i think it is decent i think it is pretty good and you guys are winning games but it like for a complete team you need to be like offensively putting up good points and shutting down teams defensively to be considered a complete team and the argument that you were making yesterday is you were the only the Bengals are the only complete football like complete nfl team at this moment And I disagreed because I thought it was the Eagles, but in my statement, that would mean that the Eagles are not complete either because they've let up a lot of points. Granted, they've clutched up in a lot of games too, but they haven't, you know, gotten to that point. I feel like it's very hard to be a very complete team in this NFL nowadays. Like back in the day, it might've been a lot easier, but like, it's very hard to be so complete that you are like perfect to the point where you're like me in retro Bowl, where you're winning 31, 10 every game or more, you know? Because like, I mean, like, you're, I mean, obviously, you're going to have those divisional games where you're going to keep them close and stuff like that. But I feel like in some instances, like you guys, I mean, you guys have been shutting down a lot of teams recently, which is good. But San Francisco did have the injuries. Buffalo, for whatever reason, has been struggling. I really want to see what you guys do the next couple of weeks against these other AFC teams. And I genuinely mean that because you guys are you guys are 4-0 against NFC teams but you have won one AFC game so far. So I want to see what you do against these other AFC teams because, you know, the Colts beat Baltimore. The Colts lost by one to Cleveland. So obviously the Colts are out to get the AFC North teams this year. I want to see what you do against, you know, against your other divisional games because you've only played, what, two two divisional games? Mm, So, and I mean – and like regardless of like what's happening with like the other teams like yes Steelers are mediocre Cleveland doesn't have an offense and Baltimore is still Baltimore for whatever reason they're ups and downs or whatever so if like I want to see what you guys can do against like Cleveland's defense can you stop the Steelers mediocrity can you actually blow them out or will you fall victim to the Steelers mediocrity like there, there's a lot of things that I want to see, and these next couple of weeks, like the rest of the season, is actually going to show so much because you have what one more NFC game, and the rest are AFC games. So, and some of them are against the Chiefs, and you've got what? Do you still have to play Houston?
0: We have Houston this coming week. The Chiefs yeah, are later I... in the season. Colts are December 10th. We have both Steelers games, both no one Ravens Raven? game, and one, one Browns,
1: one Browns, yeah. So I'm very curious to see what you guys do because then at that point I'll be able to make, because, and the reason, and the argument that I was also making yesterday was you you're, you guys are five and three in a playoff spot. If the Jets win tonight, you will fall out of that playoff spot because you don't have as many AFC wins. And that was the flaw that the Steelers had last year was that they had more NFC wins than they did AFC wins. And because of that Miami j- jumped us and all, there was all that other BS that was going on. So all I'm saying is just ride it out and we'll talk about this conversation later in the season before we call the the Bengals the greatest team ever.
0: I, I'm just, these boys, we got Yoshi. Yoshi's got more touch. He's our wide receiver six and he has more touchdowns than Zay Flowers.
1: Oh, Zay man. Flowers. Uh, <laughs> buddy, buddy, buddy cannot get a touchdown for his life. I mean, he, he like, I don't know what the heck's happening with it. I mean, he has good yardage. He just isn't catching those tutties.
0: I was worried about our tight ends, and to see our tight ends playing well,
1: I was felt good. See
0: Nick Scott do something was beautiful.
1: Because I don't think the Bengals are a bad team. I just don't want you to get ahead of yourself to the point where I am so ahead of myself, and that's and that's (laughs) the problem is because like you're you're going to end up in this world where you're like, this is our year, and then if you guys lose in some tragic way in the wild card, you're going to be so devastated that you're going to be drinking whiskey straight from the from the handle. Yeah right, out Already of started. <laughs> yeah, right out of the Bengals Yeah, right out of the Bengals buttsy cuff. So Um But no. yeah, I mean you guys will be fine. I, I am curious to see though, nonetheless. I mean so we we'll have, see what happens.
0: We have this man. That's all that's all we need. Joe Burrow. Joseph Lee Burrow. I think
1: you need Zach Mettenberger as your backup.
0: I don't know where his card went. I had it here.
1: Um, what? I just <laughs> no, I, no, like it's I in the pile. Bought that Zach, Met- I you, bought just, Zach you just Zach you just
0: bought court. it, and it's in the pile to be mailed out. I just don't know where that pile is. It's
2: fine.
0: Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Stan, did you <laughs> did you have thoughts on Sunday Night Football?
2: It was a great game. Uh, I, I'd say I'm definitely leaning more towards Chuss's side. Uh, my, my, my main thing is the AFC is so much harder than the NFC this year, and I don't think there's been such a big difference that I've noticed at least up until this year. So, you know, I think you got to kind of, you know, sit tight for now. Uh, Hope your team can keep it going, but we'll see what they do.
0: I'm so hype. I'm so, although I am a bit worried now because no, no one who listens to the show knows who this is, but Brendan, our friend who knows nothing about football, the last two years has randomly picked teams to root for. 2021, he picked the Rams just based on their jerseys. They won the Super Bowl. Last year, he picked the Eagles. They went to the Super Bowl. So now, this year, he's for the record, guys. He is cheering for the Lions. So Detroit Lions fans, there you go. You're going to the Super Bowl. Um, I get, I get why you guys are concerned though, but it's okay. It's our year. Just gonna leave it at that. Stan, now it's yeah, your
1: he, time. Because we're all like, all three of us have like the almost identical records right now. And, and me and Stan are just, just happy with what we got right now. Yeah. And so like, and, I, and that might just be because of differences of teams, but yeah.
0: And I'm like, send it. I'm ready. I am ready to completely overreact to our win in the middle of the season on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Stan, now's your time. The New York block is what we're going to call the rest of the show. Daniel Jones, he tore his ACL. He is yet another quarterback to fall victim to this. Now both quarterbacks in New York have fallen to the ACL, well, New Jersey technically, have fallen to the ACL injury. Um, so Daniel Jones's replacement would currently be Tommy DeVito, who is a rookie that I have not made a video about because I didn't think this was going to be an issue. Um what do, you, what do you think about Tommy DeVito? From what We've seen a little bit of him, but what have you thought so far?
2: Well, he's not great. But, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? If you're the Giants, you're not really looking to playoffs right now. You're, you're already kind of out of the season. I think it's better to develop Tommy DeVito and hopefully get you know, some better quarterback here. If, if I'm the Giants, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to sign guys like Chris Trevler, I'm going to try to get him in the building, you know, try working him out, get some of those young, younger free agents, maybe pick up some guys off practice squads, uh, but do whatever I can to find some hope for the future. You know, get someone in the building who might be a future starter. Um, it's it's a rough situation for the Giants, but there's not really a whole lot you can do. They, I think they probably should have traded off some people before the uh, trade deadline. Now it's too late. Now 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 they don't have those picks. Um, they're gonna have to hope they could re-sign as many of those guys as they can and try to keep their level the same. Um, if I'm a Giants fan, I'm gonna be in the same spot that I was the last so many years as a Jets fan, which at this point of the season is looking at the draft. So, Giants fans, I'm sorry, but it's it's time to to hope your team can get one of these great uh, quarterbacks. You know,
1: it's gonna be a good draft. Yeah, is quarterbacks the, are definitely a very good good. Uh look this year hopefully i mean then again we had a lot of like pretty okay quarterbacks coming out of this past draft i mean will levis anthony richardson and cj stroud so if you get three more decent quarterbacks giants might be in good good you know good company with some decent quarterbacks coming up so i agree with stan with
0: that do you think they'll draft a quarterback after re-signing
1: daniel jones that stan you want to you want to talk about that because that's actually an interesting thought
2: based on jones play this year I think they should look forward. I mean, I, I don't think Daniel Jones is the future. Um, I think their best bet is to try to trade him to a team that thinks they can do something with him. Uh, kind of what the Jets did with Sam Darnold. But uh, because of how much money they're giving him, that's going to be really tough to do. The thing is, I, I, I thought the Daniel Jones decision wasn't the best when they first made that decision. I think they were kind of freaking out over the fact that quarterbacks are the premium position in the NFL. You no, know, you're going to have to pay a quarterback a lot. Um, I think they probably could have paid Jones a little bit less, or I think they should have gone to some other avenue. Uh, but if Jones has proven one thing this season, it's that he is not the quarterback of the future. That being said, I said that about Zach Wilson, and now Zach Wilson is having his best season yet. So maybe <laughs> maybe Jones is gonna turn around somehow after he uh, you know heals from this injury. but I think at the very least you should draft someone, if not for this next season, at least for, you know, two seasons from now, maybe have a starter, uh, maybe do what Green Bay did with Jordan Love, you know, have some guy in the building who has future potential, uh, have him play your backup, and maybe if Jones does what he did this year, uh, throw him back and t- uh, throw him into the starting lineup. But I think you, you have to draft at least one quarterback this offseason.
0: What about just to finish out the year? I mean, are you, maybe you're tanking at this point, but what about – that's another place Carson Wentz could show up, or Cam Newton. We know Cam Newton won't sign with the Jets for five point five million, but maybe he'll sign with the Giants for six.
2: Yeah, I mean that that's that's definitely an option. I-, I think if I'm the Giants though, I'm definitely going to target younger guys because Cam Newton, and Wentz, they-, they get you maybe a couple of seasons, you know, of good quality quarterback play. But at this point in time, especially with the way your division is looking, I mean, even Washington, you know, Washington isn't that bad of a team. No. So you're talking about three teams that could that are right now in the uh, playoff contention. Um, I, I think, I think you have to go for younger guys because, because Newton and, and Wentz, they're going to get you maybe one season of average play. Um, And then after that, who knows what's going to be, I think you should look for younger guys. And I'm not saying, I don't think they should attack, you know, still win as many games as you can, you know, winning games at the very least, it's going to help you attract better free agents. But, uh, I think I think what they have to do is look for the younger guys. And, and Chris Trevler is a name I've mentioned because I'm a big Chris Trevler love fan. I love Chris Trevler. Um, Trevler. I, I love him. I do. And, you know, he's a free agent right now. Um, he, he's played in MetLife before. He's played very well in MetLife before. Maybe you just get him onto your team. See if he can play well. And if he can play well, give him the starting position. If he can't, then guess what? You only spend, what, a million dollars max? So I, I think that's what you have to do. Look, look for these young guys who are in cheap contracts, who have upside.
0: How old is Chris Trevler? 28, he's 28 years old. So I yeah. mean, not too, not too old. He could still give you a few good years. So, okay. Well, those are some interesting thoughts surrounding the New York giants, but we do have a football game tonight. But like real
1: quick, what about another quarterback? I uh, just, what about instead of instead of Zach Mettenberger? What about Trace McSorley? Why doesn't Trace McSorley go to? The oh, playoffs?
0: dude, Trace McSorley. Chas is the king of throw, pulling out random quarterbacks, but Trace McSorley is a guy that I have a heart for because of yeah. the greatest song ever made regarding a Penn State quarterback. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I, 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 Trace my, McSorley, my I favorite I, because. Is, I didn't want to, I don't want to milk the Zach Mettenberger thing too much. Cause I, I, but like I wanted, I needed another quarterback, Trace McSorley 28 years old. He's solid.
0: Throw, throws it on a dime without even mm-hmm. trying.
1: But yeah, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> yeah. I know you were saying we do have a game coming up here within the next half hour. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chris Stapleton's going to sing the Monday night anthem pretty soon. So uh, before that happens though, Stan, uh, we've seen Aaron Rodgers is now walking without a cart to get around the stadium. He's just walking around, strolling. We've seen him throwing on the field the past few weeks. Uh,
2: are we going to see Aaron Rodgers actually make a comeback? Well, according to what he said on Instagram, or what he's hinting at on Instagram, is he, he believes he's going to make it for the 28th of December which is going to be against the Browns, which I think is a team that's going to push us. So if he, if he can be there for that game, that's a big improvement for us. And the second game, the the final game of the season we have after that game that he, he says he's going to be back for is against the Patriots. And, you know, we've seen the Patriots, you know, somehow beat us this year, uh, even after worst in the last, what, 30, 40 years, their worst point, they still beat the jets. So having him for those two teams, that could be the difference between a wildcard spot and sitting out of the playoffs. So, I really, I really hope he can make it. he he, he looks like he's going to make it for the 28th of December. Uh, it's going to be a great night. Um, what according to him, according to his doctor, he is healthy enough and he is in a position where he is going to make a full recovery in time for not just the playoffs but actually the season. Right, he's going to make two the the final two weeks of the season. So if this is true, that's a game changer for the Jets. And I think it puts a lot more pressure on Zach Wilson, the offense, these next couple of weeks as they play, you know, the Chargers, which is a very winnable game. You know, let, let's see a win tonight. Let's see a win next week against the Raiders, who uh, just now have their best game of the season. So that, that's, that's looking to be more of a challenge. But if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm a New York Jets player, I'm feeling very excited because the best quarterback, uh, you know, that we've had in a long time is going to make it back. So if I'm Brees Hall, if I'm Garrett Wilson, if I'm any of these young guys on this team, you know, I'm going to really give it all my, my, all these next few weeks, make sure that Aaron Rodgers comes back to a team with a winnable situation.
0: That'd be, that'll be insane. And they've got a formidable, formidable team tonight that they're going up against in the LA chargers um, to continue another AFC team uh, that is seeking some playoff hopes. And uh, the, New York Jets are going to want to beat them to get them into that position that you're talking about so that Aaron Rodgers can come back and chase a Super Bowl with you guys, even though the Bengals are going to win it. Um, what do you expect to see tonight from Zach Wilson, the New York Jets, and uh, your defense against this L.A. Chargers offense?
2: Well, here's the, the weird thing about this game, right? I think the Jets' strength is our defense and our offense tends to suck. Uh, the Chargers have the exact opposite problem. Their offense is amazing. Their defense is where they tend to have their struggles. So you're seeing two teams where their weaknesses and strengths are lining up perfectly. Um, It's going to be a really good game, I think. I mean, the the big question for me is, will Zach Wilson, against probably, what, the weakest defense he's played this year, will he be able to succeed? And if he can't, uh, what does that say about the rest of the season? What does it say about the Raiders who, you know, hate Josh McDaniels so much they put up their best game, the first game without him, right? So what does that say about the next few weeks? What does it say about the Dolphins who haven't played once yet? We're going to play them twice this year, Uh, both pretty soon, uh, coming up uh, two big games. Um, There's a lot of questions that I think are going to get answered this night. And, you know, for me, I'm feeling good about Zach Wilson. That last win against the Giants, it wasn't the prettiest win, but Zach Wilson played pretty well. I mean, a lot of the issues I think were from drops from receivers, mainly, uh, mainly that, uh, you know, Lazard, I mean, he just didn't really have a great game at all. Um, I think for the Jets right now, our biggest hole is actually in the wide receiver room, which Mm. I would not have said at the beginning of the season, because after Lazard, you know, we have two good wide receivers and then it's, uh, Randall Cobb, you know, (laughs) there's not really a hole out there. Um, apparently we tried to get Devontae Adams over the trade deadline, but that seems like it's going to be more of an off-season move if it ever does happen. Uh, you know, it, it's a tricky situation just because I don't know uh, how this offense is going to look. I'm very excited though. Um, looking at the running back room, yeah, we have we have good running backs. I really, really want to see Israel Abanekanda make uh, some plays tonight. <laughs> um, I've I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of like uh, potential for him. And I, I I really want to see him play in the regular season. Some people think he is going to get some snaps tonight. You know, Go some it. people think Go we're, we're going to see a lot less uh, of, of Dalvin Cook, who hasn't done a great job at all, who we tried to trade away, but we just couldn't find another team. The Out of the 31 other teams in the NFL, none of them wanted Dalvin Cook. So maybe we see some Izzy Abanaconda. Maybe we see some plays from him. I really want to see that. Um, I want to see Michael Carter get involved, which he always does. Um, and I want to see Brees Hall do what he's been doing, which is be the one of the best running backs, and top 10 running back in the NFL.
0: Chas, uh, do you want to tell us why you were so hyped about Israel Abandekana?
1: Yeah, because Israel Abandekana is such a good running back, and he is so underrated. But he came from the University of Pittsburgh, and um, he had he gave a lot of very bright points in a very sad 2022 Pitt season. Very disappointing. Coming off of such a amazing 2021 Kenny Pickett World Tour, just beating ten different teams and beating Wake force to go and be the ACC champions. So, and Israel Bandicana was a part of that roster. So, um, he's shown a lot of promise. And I, me, and my buddy Tim are are and have been so high on him since like 2020 when he played against I don't even remember what team it was, but it was a cupcake game in 2020. It was the first game of the season, and the next thing you know, Israel Bandicana goes in because we're just blowing out this team and i just remember he was like oh that's israel Kanda," and israel Kanda went on to score a touchdown or two touchdowns or whatever and i'm like but he's going to be a stud i even actually messaged him and i said you're going to be a legend or uh my uh, tim messaged him and said you were going to be a legend and he liked the dm and then i ended up like he was doing like questions and answers and he was like ask me anything and i didn't even ask him a question i'm just like you're a goat and he like responded to it i was like I love that man. I love Israel Bandican and I really want him to do well. Well, Stan, you're saying we might see him tonight? Well, that's what the internet is saying.
2: (laughs) I'm hoping. I really want to see him. I really want to see him. I'm very much worried, though, that the coaching staff of the Jets is going to be a little too focused on trying to turn around Dalvin Cook, which the thing is, Cook's last two games are – not, a, not the last game, but the game before was probably his best of the season. So he's looking a little better. He's looking a little smarter out there. But he's he's just not who he used to be. And I think, I think uh, you know, it's about time we see some uh, Izzy Abanaconda make the field. Um, and pe- people on the internet, which, you know, they're usually wrong, but they believe that we're going to see him tonight. So I hope we do.
0: Well, hopefully the people on the internet are correct for Chassa's sake. Uh, if you had to build yourself a parlay here tonight, and also, for first, before I ask you that, do you think that the Jets offensive line is going to be able to keep Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa from just making uh, Zach Wilson's life a living hell?
2: No, uh, but Zach Wilson is, <laughs> Zach Wilson has gone up against some amazing defensive lines this year. Um, the thing is, one of the biggest complaints I had about Zach Wilson going into the season was that he holds onto the ball way too long. He tries to force plays, and you know what I've seen in the last couple of weeks that he hasn't been doing that. So even if he's not, you know, in, in a clean pocket uh, every single snap, if he just doesn't force the ball, I think we're going to be completely fine. Um, I think what's more important is that the Chargers don't have uh, great cornerbacks. You know, they don't have, uh, you know, the greatest defensive back room. They don't even have great linebackers anymore right? Um, that their defensive lines about all they have, so I think we could see a lot of tight end sets where you see, uh, you know, Uzoma, who's a great blocking tight end. We see him, you know, joining the line, keeping, you know, Boza in the, that D-line off, and I think that's going to uh, create a situation where Wilson will be able to make the correct reads, and as we've seen this season, when he doesn't make the correct reads, at least he's not going to throw away an interception every single time.
0: Okay, now for the parlay question. Does Zach Wilson get 200 yards? I'm going to go with no. No. Okay. Does Brees Hall get over 60 yards?
2: I think that's very certain. I think he's going you to. You barring any injury.
0: How many yards do you think he gets tonight? I
2: think he's going to get 100. 100 I think yards. He will. I mean the 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 Jets offense has been running through Brees Hall, and in this type of game where I'm expecting it, uh, you know to to be, you know. Okay, so Brees Hall's strength is finding the holes. He's, he's kind of similar to on Bell where, you know, he can wait there in the backfield a little bit before he makes those moves. Right, he's very smart. He's very calculated. Now, against the Chargers, a team that doesn't have the best defensive backs, that means he's going to get beyond that D line enough where he's going to have an open field, or at least Mm. he's going to have you know those glimpses of the open field. Those are the positions where Brees Hall tends to succeed the most. That's where he has his big plays, and that that strength of Brees Hall is exactly the weakness of the Chargers. So I think he's going to have probably one of his best seasons, uh, best games of the season, barring any injury.
0: Okay, and then uh, Garrett Wilson, what do you think his receiving yards are going to be at? Uh, I'm going to go to
2: touchdown and 75.
0: Woo, touchdown, anytime touchdown. Mark it, anytime. send it in. Stan, the Jeff fan says Garrett Wilson's getting an anytime
2: touchdown. So As well as, uh, I'm going to say combined, this is another, uh, I'm going to go with a combined 70 tight end yards.
0: Combined 70, to, so between Conklin and Uzama?
2: Which now I realize is making my Zach Wilson operation look <laughs> kind
0: of bad. Uh, hundred, 140, 155 yards. So it's still under 200. As, yeah, long, as just, long as he doesn't throw to anyone else.
2: <laughs> you know, Zach Wilson, you proved me wrong once before the season. Please do it again.
0: Zach Wilson's about to go out for 400 and just obliterate you. Um, but did you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up the show?
2: I mean, honestly, I just want to wrap up this show so I can go and watch that game.
0: Okay, fair enough. And Chuss, do you have anything else to
1: add? No, I'm just looking to see if I have the screenshot of um, oh. uh, of of him answering my question. I know, I know, my friend Tim sent me the thing more recently, about um, about like you're going to be a legend and it was a heart or whatever, um, but I just can't find the one of me getting the response from him hopefully he'll be on the
0: show one day and then we can yeah we can talk about it talk about it then but i will read the spiel very slowly so that when you find it you can show us or if you find it you can i don't even
1: know if i i don't yeah i don't even know if i have you just yeah just keep going
0: thank you for listening to today's show if you enjoyed please remember to like comment and subscribe it really does help us out um YouTube wants watch hours and subscriptions to like make this so that it's something we can live off of, and we enjoy doing it. So, just hitting that little button helps us out a lot. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore Show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore Butts underscore Two Thousand One. And if you'd like to reach us, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description. So check out the merch. That also helps us out a lot. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone. Chuss, did you find the screenshot? No, I no? didn't. You <laughs> okay.
1: didn't have to go that slow. It was actually kind of like... bugging me a little bit because usually you're more enthusiastic i felt weird reading it too um well until next time i i I haven't seen anything yet trying to find it until next time
0: go do something nice for someone